What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. bad <laughs> it's real fucking bad um we're talking about it's pat this week on 9-11 we're recording this okay, 9-11. <laughs> i was saying to Did fallon last night that it would have been really funny if the queen had died today while we're talking about it's pat oh yeah that would have been very funny but oh well we got would have been so funny it would have been funny uh, we got two out of three of those things um, Shame she can't hear this episode. <laughs> She'll never know. <laughs> we <laughs> were actually gonna have her as a guest on this one, but uh, got to bail out last minute. Yeah, that's just how it is sometimes. Do you think? Do you think she ever saw its pet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think the queen has ever seen <laughs> its pet. I I don't think she has seen most movies. <laughs> I don't think she knows uh, what a movie is. She or might new. have seen, like, some, like, British costume dramas. <laughs> I don't think she's ever seen, like, a like an American movie. You know? No, yeah. I, no. I, I'm not sure she knows what Saturday Night Live is. Uh, d- definitely not. Definitely not. I, I, I think it's past her bedtime. <laughs> yeah, her bedtime was 5 p.m. Yeah. She... Which is, not, I guess, now her bedtime is, like, eternal. Yeah, so. her bedtime is eternity. She's, Goodbye, uh... bitch. <laughs> She's watching SNL in hell. <laughs> this is the only movie they sh- they show. This they show jury duty. Yeah. Uh, they show reckless they show, Kelly. Uh, reckless Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is just us trying to figure out what movies they show in hell. It <laughs> <sighs> was pretty bad. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I <laughs> I got a full disclosure. It was bad. But see. With jury duty, mm-hmm. it really took me by, because you know, I had no idea what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So that one really took me by surprise, like how bad it was, and that you know I really suffered through that. Yeah. And same with same with Reckless Carry, right? Like I didn't expect it to be that bad after Young Einstein. Yeah, who could have? With this one, it? I was like, I braced myself for the worst. Yeah. And I'm not saying I didn't get the worst. <laughs> Very much got the worst on this one. <laughs> but it was relatively painless experience to me watching this. Like, I just kind of, like, numbed my brain and I barely even perceived, like, most of this movie. I'm not sure I... Like, I, I finished it, like, an hour ago and there's... Nothing fucking happens here. Like, I was gonna say, I don't remember what happens in it, but does anything happen in this movie? Ween shows up, which I have I have a... a funny guava flavored drink oh, today yeah. to celebrate um <laughs> we got to see ween um and I, I so right before we started recording i wanted to do a little bit of research and so i opened my little browser and i typed in why was ween and mm-hmm. it automatically finished it within its pad so that's great um and i haven't clicked enter on it to try to find out so <laughs> i want to because i want to find this out in real time what dirt did julia sweeney have on uh, dina and gina to have them in this fuck julia sweeney for this movie 
he's here's the thing about this movie we were when i say i was prepared for how bad it was gonna be like i i knew what the central joke is gonna be mm-hmm. of the pet character yeah um and it is like a bad joke on its own yeah um being stretched to barely movie length yeah um you know i got i got what what i expected with that i did not expect how atrocious it is how how, the, how bad the it's not just the character of pat that is it's not just the character concept of pat that is offensive to mm-hmm. like well let me put it this way it is obviously very offensive yeah uh to i'm trying to remember which uh about which movie someone said that it's offensive to anyone with a POV. (laughs) 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 It's not just very obviously, you know, really offensive to, like, transgender, non-binary people, you know, androgynous people, whatever you want to... Obviously very offensive to, like, you know, that... To the LGBTQ community. But it's not just transphobic it's also just like really poorly done transphobia oh yeah it's (laughs) it's and it's just poorly done everything like there's so there's two levels of this movie being bad um two two immediate levels there are a lot of levels of this movie being bad but the two big ones are that like so first off it's it's violently transphobic yes violently transphobic and the Brunt of the violent transphobia is directed at one of the worst characters, <laughs> like, to ever be written. Pat is a fucking horrible person. There's nothing to like about Pat. I want... There's nothing enjoyable about watching this character. Pat needs to fucking die and everyone... <laughs> Pat... I don't know why anyone even, like, interacts with Pat. Yeah. Like, the... Pl- if we want to say plot, right? Like, the plot of the movie resolves, or, like, it involves, like, Pat getting all sorts of, like, getting into all sorts of situations, and all of that is, like, completely unearned. Like, why... Oh, yeah. It's just... It's like, from an A to B plot uh, perspective, you know, none of this makes sense. No. Like, none of the things that... None of the ways one thing gets to the next thing will have like any like plot or logical reason yeah it just so happens that. thematically it makes sense because julia sweeney wanted it to happen and then and then also julia sweeney doesn't manage to like this this is this has got to be the worst i think this is the worst perform lead performance i've seen in like a motion uh, feature length motion picture it's I'm I'm not joking when I say that Neil Breen is more convincing at being a human being. <laughs> acting like a real human. It's, it's jar this pet character is jarring. It's fucking insane. Like there's there's suspending your disbelief and then there's watching Pat. Yeah. Like nobody would tolerate and I keep, you would I, be kicked all kicked out of an improv show if you showed up with this Pat character. You would be murdered if you were Pat. 
Not for any... And not like, even for transphobia reasons. No! For being a fucking weirdo, for being... A, for <gasps> trespassing, for getting... Ruining people's lives, for not giving a shit about any other person, for being just a fucking horrible human being. Fuck Pat. Fuck Every Julia line. Sweeney. Every line Julia Sweeney delivers is, like, done in this, in the Pat voice, which is... <sighs> the worst voice you've ever heard. So Pat is gonna say some shit like, uh, I don't know, what's a, what's a, what's a, what's a sentence that someone could say? I gotta go to the store today. So Pat is gonna say something like, I gotta go, I, I gotta go. What's the Pat voice? I can't even. I gotta go to the store today. I gotta go to the store today. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's like, it's like a three-step thing, right? Like, Pat says thing. Yeah. In Pat voice. I'm gonna go to the store today. <laughs> then Pat is gonna be this, make this weird laugh and like a shrivel of face. And then do like this. Like, yeah. You have to do that when you're doing the Pat voice. I had to do it when I did that impression. Yeah. It's... So it's obviously like poisonous comedic timing. <laughs> it is. Because every like bad joke line takes like three times as long to be delivered. Because her delivery is so slow too. Yeah. <sighs> you and... know why... Uh, I I've I looked a little bit into like the origins of the Pat character, and this yeah. fucking murdered me. The the <laughs> idea why Pat exists. Yeah, I think and I this saw this. Is, here's the thing: Pat is not just Pat is not a transphobic idea that spun into a character. Mm-hmm. It's it's a one joke character that was originally gonna be like a zero joke character, right? Yeah. Because the idea of this character is, here's a background section on the Wikipedia entry for Pat in bracket Saturday Night Live. Great. Sweeney has said, I'd been an accountant for like five years and there was one person I worked with in particular who had a lot of mannerisms like Pat. This person sort of drooled and had the kind of body language of Pat. I started trying to do him. Great. And here's the, here's the thing that killed me. I started trying to do him. I was testing it out on my friends, and they were just like, yeah, it's good, but it doesn't seem like a guy that much. Like, I couldn't quite pull off being in drag convincingly enough. So then I thought, maybe that's the joke. I just have one joke in here about how we don't know if it's a man or a woman, just to sort of cover up for my lack of ability to really play a guy convincingly. Hilarious. But here's the thing. It's not just, she, she doesn't just can't play a guy as like can't play a man convincingly. She can't play, a, I think, I think, here's, here's my, my theory. I think when Julia Sweeney's friend said, he just doesn't seem like a guy that much. They didn't mean he doesn't seem like a man. Like they didn't mean, <laughs> they didn't mean you can't play a male character enough. They meant to say, this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. This is not a guy. Like, this a guy any, in the yeah. sense of, like, yeah. This it's, guy it's doesn't exist. Not, this isn't a type a of person. guy. Yeah. <laughs> your performance doesn't come across as, like, you're playing a person. You're... It's just really, like, having Pat, like, between these actual humans, like... And 
I'm not saying Ween is good at playing as themselves, because that's <laughs> also like Ween's performance as being Ween is also very clearly two non-actors. Oh, but yeah. at least they seem like people. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like human beings, which is insane to see people who seem like actual human beings in this movie. Here's the other <laughs> thing. Why is... So Ween is playing themselves, which is okay, musician cameo. Yeah. But why is Kathy Griffin playing herself? Why is Pat friends with Kathy Griffin the real person? Why? And like, is it Pat- Kathy Griffin the real person because she's like I don't think the real Kathy Griffin ever had like a radio psychology show so what the fuck they just like gave her the name of herself they just Julia Sweeney Jim Emerson, Stephen Hibbert and an uncredited rewrite (laughs) by Quentin Tarantino great (laughs) great I, I don't believe the Tarantino thing (laughs) <laughs> how bad must the script have been if they needed a rewrite by Quentin Tarantino and it's still this bad <laughs> and what was Hold the on. original idea like I gotta I gotta figure I gotta figure this out I gotta figure this out this came out the same year as Pulp Fiction so he took he took time away Quentin Tarantino a good friend of Julia Sweeney worked on the script uncredited it probably was. Here's my. Here's what I. You know. There's. You. You'll find out what the real story is in a second. But here's what. Here's my my theory on what this. Okay. Was, I think because Julia Sweeney was in Pulp Fiction. I think mm-hmm. what happened is, on like, a day where they're. I don't know. They were wrapping up her scene or whatever, or they were having. They were on their lunch break maybe, and, you know, as it happens in like a work situation, you kind of like, sit together with people from. You know, you just sit together with the filmmaker in this case, right? And mm. Julia Sweeney is like, Oh, by the way, I'm <laughs> writing the script. For, for It's Pat. It doesn't quite come together. And then Quentin Tarantino just like says off the top of his head a bunch of things. Yeah. And I think that was it. Like that was, that was all that the rewrite was. Because <laughs> there's no way Quentin Tarantino took like extra time what if like, he did, though? Did you find out anything about this? Um, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to see if he's, like, said anything. I really want to try to see if, if, if he's, like, made any kind of... Because, like, that'll be the proof, right? Yeah. That'll be the proof. There's, a... um, There's an IndieWire article here. Yeah. Um... Oh, this is from, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this is from a Playboy interview in 1994. Okay. Uh, where the Playboy asks, you were hired to do a rewrite of its Oh, part. yeah, yep, okay, yeah. As one now familiar with the perspiring androgyne from Saturday Night Live, is Pat a he or she? And then Tarantino says... The androgyny aspect is only a part of Pat's appeal. What I love about the character is that Pat is so fucking obnoxious. To tell the truth, I don't know what Pat is, but I know what I want Pat to be. I want Pat to be a girl. Okay. <laughs> that and then sound- he describes like one of the ske- the Pat sketches. Uh-huh. Um. Oh my god, this is... <sighs> Jesus fucking guy. Okay, so he says... <laughs> 
There was only one sketch that Julia Sweeney, the actress who plays Pat, did on Saturday Night Live, gave a clue to what Pat is. It was the sketch that Pat did with Harvey Keitel. They're stranded on a deserted island and they have sex, and Harvey still doesn't know what Pat is. And the thing is, they kissed in it. At one point, they were thinking of taking the kiss out of the sketch, but Harvey, being Harvey, demanded they keep it in, that there'd be no integrity without the kiss. Yeah, so integrity in an It's Pat sketch. With seeing Pat in an intimate situation, a smooch. There's a certain way that you hold your head, the way you come in for a kiss. And sitting there watching it, I thought that Pat didn't kiss like a guy. Pat kissed like a girl. Here's the thing, Pat is played by Julia Sweeney, who is very bad at acting. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) She's just gonna kiss like Julia Sweeney kisses. Yeah. But no, there's no no backstory on, like, or this doesn't give any information on, like, what... Yeah, uh, what he did, or... Yeah. Like... There's no... There's no... There's a Reddit thread about it, but only three people answer, and they're all they're all they're also just guessing. The yeah. guess is as good as ours. Yeah, it's on r slash Tarantino. Don't get don't get your hopes up that there might be an r slash it's Pat. <laughs> so, um, there's a yeah, Tarantino. Really... Huh? Oh, gone. I was gonna say there's a there's a, a wiki Tarantino info. Uh, has. Nothing, ho- nothing useful about it. I was hoping there may- might, there might be, but there isn't. So never mind. What is? Is there anything on Moviepedia? Um, there is a Pat page on awful on the Awful Movies Wiki, which um, we, you know, we love the the Awful Movies Wiki. Yeah, I took a glance at it. Yeah. Um, I just I want to dig up something. I don't want to come away from this episode without finding out something about Quentin Tarantino being one of the writers on this thing. I need to find out. I can keep doing this like in the background, I guess. We both can. Mark Mothersbaugh did the music because he was slumming it. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Fuck this movie. Um. Do we- It's Pat. It's Pat. So, we, you already talked about how you, like, braced yourself for how bad this was gonna be, and I did the same thing, because, like, I'm not the only person to joke about, like, oh, this movie wasted my time, this is 78 minutes of my life that I'm never gonna get back, and I was already ready for that. So, in order to, like, make it not a waste of my time, I put it on while I was, like, reorganizing my desk, just to be able to have done something worthwhile with my time while I had it on. Because I'm not going to say I watched it. I saw it. Yeah. I don't want to tell people that I watched this movie. <laughs> That's cringe. Um, do we want to talk about... Do we want to talk about the Charles Rocket plot? Sure. I guess we might as well talk about the plot. So the plot is, Pat is fucking annoying and <laughs> just the worst. Uh, fucking just whines and bees. Pat does Pat things. Constantly losing jobs, going from job, most... one job to another. Yeah, and the the whole there's this joke. That we don't know what we don't know what biological sex path is, and this isn't is, it funny? 
But this is a sketch from the 1990s, and this was outdated, like, even then. Oh, yeah. Like, this This is not a different time situation. Yeah, this was 1994. Like... And for whatever reason, everyone is obsessed with wanting to find out what... The most annoying person in the world, what their genitals are. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to know. Like... When I say it's not just transphobia, but, like, really poorly done transphobia, it's, like, I don't think, right? Like, even if you're a transphobe, like, there's no enjoyment you get out of this. Mm Mm-mm. No. Like, it's... (sighs) There's... Not to criticize a movie for, like, nobody in real life would act like this, but... (laughs) You just... If Pat was real, people would just, like, fucking avoid them. Yeah. Because they're fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Nobody nobody in real, in real life is ever this obsessed with one person's... Like, w- with one person, period. <laughs> like, not just their sex, right? Or their yeah. like, biological genital c- configuration. <laughs> it's yeah. just weird how much everyone is obsessed with... Pat Riley, who is, who is a nobody, like, yeah, th- literally, this is a nobody. Like, nobody, Pat's Pat's entire thing is that they're a fucking loser, and yeah. they don't do anything for, well. A loser who is, for some reason, best friends with Kathy Griffin. Yeah, a loser with a terrible personality, completely unlikable. the The least, the least believable thing about this movie, out of fucking everything is that somebody fell in love with Pat. Two people. Two people! <laughs> That's insane! That's demented! And like, Are you fucking kidding me? Nobody would! One of them is a psychopath. The other one is like a perfectly nice person. Uh, yeah! That's the most. That's the thing I was most surprised about is that I was like, I walked away from this being like, Chris is so nice! Yeah. Chris is just Chris, nice. Chris is literally Chris nice. Chris deserve this. Exactly. Chris deserves better. <laughs> Chris deserves to be in a different fucking movie. I really wonder what it's like to be Dave Foley, the person who plays Chris. Because, like, obviously it's we got a, like, cis person playing a trans person situation, whatever. But it's, like, not... You know, for that, this is, like, a you know, compassionate performance that doesn't fit in this movie that is just, like, so vile towards the concept of, like, androgyny or, like, uh, gender non-conforming, yeah. Yeah, gender non-conformity, like, Chris is really just plays Chris as, like, a just a nice nice trans person. Yeah! And then, at the same time, there's Pat. <laughs> then you fucking got Pat, who I want to kill. <laughs> like, I... This fucking movie. The... I said... So I, we started this whole topic by me asking, do we want to talk about the Charles Rocket plot? And this is a lot of build-up to get to that. Oh, yeah. So, Charles, yeah, they, yeah. They, they kind of fall in love, and it's very funny because they're... They have things in common, like they both love eating food. Yeah, they both love um, dinner. Which is very, like, 
it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, if this was in a... It could be like an ironic joke, but it just doesn't commit to it enough for that for this type of like comedy to work. Yeah. So there's that. They fall in love, and then there's the Pat's neighbor, I think, mm-hmm. Kyle. Yeah. Who starts becoming really obsessed with uh, finding out what Pat is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, leads to him like completely deteriorating and you know becoming a stalker, becoming um, uh, falling in love with Pat, but like in a psychopath way. Yeah, and you know there's that, and meanwhile, Pat just keeps stumbling backward into because. One of Kyle's tricks of trying to <laughs> get Pat to uh, reveal their genital situation mm-hmm. is by like getting a perf- a recording of Pat doing karaoke on TV. Yeah, and then. Ween sees Pat and they get Pat to play the tuba while they sing pork roll egg and cheese. Uh-huh. Uh and yeah. then Pat stumbles into replacing Kathy Griffin in her advice radio show. By uh-huh. giving like really by doing like this kind of like shock jock radio twist on it where they answer everything with you're a fucking weirdo and you don't deserve to be alive (laughs) (laughs) so they do that and then meanwhile uh, Kyle goes like further and further lengths until like a confrontation with Pat where Kyle starts like dressing up like Pat and then in the end in the post credit scene like, after credits already start playing, Kathy Griffin gets her radio show back, and uh, and Kyle calls in, and Kyle is now, I quote, a transvestite. Yeah, it's and great. And that's the final final comedic stinger that, uh, what, that the movie goes out on. Isn't it funny? Isn't it so funny that he calls in, and he says he's a transvestite now? Yeah, it's like going from going from one transphobic trope to like a completely different one, like to the uh, fucking psycho uh, Silence of the Lambs. Isn't uh, it? Isn't it to kill? Isn't it so funny that thinking about a potentially trans person or thinking about a gender nonconforming person for long enough turned somebody into a complete psychopath and also made them also into another gender non-confirming person. Isn't it fucking hilarious, Janos? Isn't it the funniest shit you've ever heard of? It's so funny, uh, and I laugh when I think about it. I laugh Um. every time I think about it. (laughs) I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it and and I laugh. But this is like... And it's obviously not... (laughs) Like, playing it off as a a joke is whatever, but it's, like, not a... 
it's a thing about these Saturday Night Live movies or Saturday Night Live as its own thing is that like none of these jokes are novel. Like Mm-mm. these are all for all like jokes from like two three decades earlier. Yeah. Which I wonder if that's like part of why they like. I don't know. It it reminds me of how their first pick after Wayne's World was saying, let's go back to 1977 and make a Coneheads movie. Yeah. And then with this, it's like, what's the most outdated fucking sketch we have right now that we could make a movie out of? What's the most immediately dated thing you can think of? I think, I think, I think the thinking process must have been, who's the only one I have on my show right now who, who would be willing to make a move version of their sketch and Julia Sweeney. <laughs> like, this movie had a budget of 8 million, which is... Doodoo Squad. A lot less than the previous ones were, like, I think. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Coneheads had, like, 30-something million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it bombed. And this uh, opened in only three cities. Mm-hmm. Played in 33 theaters in total. 33 too many. Uh, for one week, uh, and uh, the reception was so bad that they pulled it from the theaters immediately. So it has the really sad box office score of sixty thousand uh, dollars. <sighs> Tremendous. Which somehow still feels too many. Like, give me, give me the sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> <sighs> I deserve sixty thousand dollars for watching this. I deserve sixty thousand dollars for going on Twitter and posting. This movie does not deserve $60,000. I deserve a budget of $8 million. My cat is getting up out of the bed in the background and she deserves $8 million for it. <laughs> yes. Look at her. Did you find out why Ween was in this movie? No, I didn't. Um, well, I, I kind of got sidetracked. Um, yeah. I think what happened was I found the, uh, the Awful Movies wiki and I clicked on that. And then... Um, let me see. I wonder if I can find... For whatever reason, the awful wiki... <laughs> uh, the awful movies wiki says... The characters are annoying and or creepy, except Kyle Jacobson. Which is weird, because he's like the, like... In-canon creepy character. Like, not understanding that... how is How is he not the creepy one? And then... In the redeeming qualities, it says, one, Charles Rocket's character, Kyle Jacobson, is pretty funny. His entire character is built on invading the privacy of and, in various ways, assaulting Pat. It's pretty funny, though. You gotta it's so that. funny! It's so funny when he makes a gender nonconforming person fear for their life. Every time yeah, Fallon but... groans in the background, I hope my mic is picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this might be bad on paper, but what if it was Pat, though? <laughs> if that person was Pat, wouldn't it be funny? The asterisk here is that you go <laughs> down to the footnote at the bottom of the page, and it just says, it's Pat. And that's why the, that's why it's called that. That's, that's why the called movie is called Pat. It's Pat. <laughs> the joke is the person who is fearing for their life and having their life ruined and even, being assaulted is bad. Even talking about like 
the realities of androgynous or non-binary or gender non-conforming people feels like giving the giving this character of Pat too much credit because this isn't Pat doesn't reflect the reality of anyone. No. <laughs> Pat, Pat is the least believable person to ever have been. Yeah. On camera. Like, Pat is wearing a bad Hollywood wig. True. Like, it's not Hollywood wig, a bad Halloween wig. That's what I was gonna say. Like, it's. <laughs> Pat is like. Your coworker dressing up as the other gender as a joke uh, for yeah. like, dress up day. Remember when Pat goes to the barber shop and gets a bunch of funny oh, haircuts? That's, that and scene then, was so funny. I know. Yeah, yeah, and then decides you know that their original haircut is the the one that they like and that they want. Isn't it so funny? I've never seen that's, that joke before ever in my what life. Is, what is it with these uh, with these movies <laughs> having having extended haircut scenes? <laughs> Like there was there was the one in, in the army now. Yeah. Where they shaved Polly's head and they started just screaming when he saw himself. There is nothing funnier than the that cause we've all had a haircut, so we can relate. <laughs> I we be getting haircuts. We do yeah. be getting haircuts. Remember there was also a haircut in Encino, man. I feel like we should start take <laughs> like keeping track of haircut scenes because I feel like they're just gonna appear a lot in the types of movies that we watch. I mean, it's like, God, there was another insane quote from Julia Sweeney about this movie where she says, um, How can you make a quote about this movie and have it be sane? (laughs) So, there's another quote. I'm trying to find the one that, uh, well, I think think it's going to be maybe the other one. Uh, But in this one, she says... uh, Three months before the film's release, Sweeney commented on the, uh, on her initial reluctance to do a film based on Pat. She says, I resisted it completely. I just didn't know how we could make it last for two hours. We never and got that answer. <laughs> well, they, they couldn't because this is barely over an hour. True. Uh, but 20th Century Fox was really keen. Our producer was really keen. So we thought, okay, we'll write the script. And after three months, we fell madly in love with the script. Fuck off. Unfortunately, Fox did not. (laughs) So Fox dropped it and Touchstone uh, produced it instead. Great. That worked out great for them. And I think there was another... But it might have been on, on the page for the character instead of the movie. Um... Should have uh, booked my. Oh yeah, here. Uh, Julia Sweeney wrote on her pet website. Which... Her pet website. Oh, okay. Let's see if this. I would. Okay. Fuck yes. 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 <laughs> Let's Link go. Me. This was archived on. This obviously doesn't exist anymore, but it was archived. Um... Link me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Here we fucking go. Uh, uh, it's from <laughs> It's Pat. She says, uh... 
You, I, you, you, you have got to let me read the first please. three sentences of the second paragraph. You have got to let me read this. Okay, this is the first three sentences of the second paragraph. But I can't help it. I love this film. It has so many people in it who I love and loved. <laughs> many are dead. Charlie Rocket, who played Kyle, and Julie Hayden, who played his wife, who died of cancer a couple of years after the film premiered. My dad, Jesus who played Christ. the priest who married us, and my brother Mike, who had one line at the wedding shower of Pat and Chris. Many are dead. See... <laughs> You can't make fun of it's Pat because uh, one of the actresses died of cancer. So Many really, uh... are dead. Charles Rocket is dead. You can't make fun of this movie. There are so many good friends in the film too. Kathy Griffin and Dave Foley and Kathy Najemi and Tim Stax and Tim Meadows and the band Ween. We had so much fun together. Oh my god. Which like yeah, if I got Ween into my movie, I would also say, I would also like be talking about that. Yeah, I would. I would. That's that's true and fair. That's very true and fair. Recently I got an email from Ben Bailey who has a film blog. He wrote now, a defense of its pad that was naturally pleasure for me to read. I need to figure something out about this blog and the man who runs it. Is this, I'm, and I'm trying to figure this out now, is this the same Ben Bailey from Cash Cab? Because I know he's primarily a, a, a comedian. Ben or is the, I, Bailey? It's a, Are you thinking of Bill Bailey, maybe? No, I'm thinking, I'm talking about Ben Bailey. I don't, oh yeah, there is a comedian named Ben Bailey. Yeah, he's the uh, guy who hosted Cash Cab, which you might not f- be familiar with, it's a I very cannot. American show. Um. I do not know if this is his blog or not. I can't tell. That would be fucking insane if it was. This is from a... He has a blog named Stupid Blue Planet. Yeah. Uh, how do I'm I... I'm trying to find... It doesn't... Because it doesn't... Oh, there it is. Okay, you just search Pat and search this blog thing and it's the first thing that comes up. I just rewatched It's Pat, a movie that for the years since its debut has been my go-to reference whenever I needed a bad movie for comparison. But is it so terrible? <laughs> okay. So that's not a great defense. Like <laughs> If you if you're Julia Sweeney and the best you got is someone who's who says, well, many people say it's the worst movie ever made. So but uh, for a bad movie, it's not it's not quite as bad. Like that's not. That's I never no gave good. much. I never gave much thought to Charles Rocket when he was alive. Although, though, come to think of it, I never disliked a performance of his. But after watching this this film again after so many years, I've become convinced that the late actor was without any hyperbole a comic genius. Watching him slowly okay. come unhinged, his momentary curiosity at a new neighbor escalating into a psychosexual obsession turns what might have been a painfully lackluster film into a brilliant deconstruction of its concept. It is the most insane comic depiction of insanity in recent memory, and if you can't laugh at his interactions with his homemade pet puppet or his final gambit in the house of mirrors then you just don't know funny i mean look <laughs> i charles rocket does what he can do with the screenplay like but it's just he's so taking bad. it very like, seriously 
I don't think Charles Rocket does necessarily a bad performance uh, with with what he gets, but the material is just so bad. Like, there's there's no... I don't think anyone other than Julia Sweeney does, like, a truly, like, atrocious performance, right? Yeah. But, but Julia Sweeney's performance is so bad, and the script is so bad... That it's there's just not a lot to uh, salvage here. The last, the last picture. As much as I have criticized Tarantino's recent work, mostly <laughs> due to a feeling that he might be too keen nowadays to last on his laurels with gratuitous genre pastiche, you can't fault the guy just on writing level. His skill with dialogue and the unique cadence he brings to every script has had influence on is undeniable. Clearly, just the fact that he was involved. Even if it was only tangential, it means there must be something to this movie, right? You can't... You can't do this, Ben. <laughs> you can't do this. You can't argue on... You can't say that every... Look, you can't say that Tarantino has such a keen ear for dialogue and then bring up this movie without providing me like any exam. Like, give me just one example that sounds like the typical Tarantino dialogue to you. I dare you. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking dare you. Thinking back on the 90s, I can't help but view its path the movie as an unintentionally cogent examination of the often confused sexual politics at the time. Among the many jokes teasing and then concealing Pat's gender identity is in the revelation of his, her, and equally androgynous significant other Chris. And yet, as we essentially learned in the 90s, if this plot element had been definitive, if, for example, Chris were confirmed to be a woman, then despite the construction of the joke, it wouldn't be any clue as... It wouldn't be any clue to what Pat is biologically. At a time when homosexuality and a generally expanding idea of sexuality were so culturally exposed, this fact couldn't have been lost on these writers, and in many ways, the entire conceit of this one joke is... The entire conceit of this one joke of this one joke movie can be viewed as an extremely subtle satirical observation on the growing complexity of sex and identity characteristic of the decade. Fuck off! I don't think this is true, Ben. I think you're reaching here. This is like this is just like the Conat thing, where it's like, in retrospect, you come up with your idea and then then from top try to fit the movie to it, and you can just say anything if you really want to. I don't. You can just say shit. You can just say whatever the fuck you feel like. Fucking whatever. <laughs> um. Go to the bottom of the page and look at the caption on the picture. Even fucking uh, Julia Sweeney says these days, like, current day Julia Sweeney is like, uh, maybe I wouldn't do Pat today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd bring Pat out for another round. Yeah. It's, uh... it's, it's certainly not the best, though it is by far not the worst, and much like the surprisingly heartfelt and criminally underrated Stuart Saves His Family, which we're watching next week, there's more to it than Let's most people go. remember. Let's go. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for Stuart Saves His Family starring disgraced uh, former uh, Minnesota Senator Al Franken. <laughs> Can't fucking wait. <laughs> Fantastic. Great. Uh, I want to... Okay, how do you... You don't know how to find more on this archived website, so whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's... Hold on, let me see if I can... 
I wonder if he has a write-up about Stuart Saves His Family, so we can revisit this next time. I'm sure we'll find... I'm not sure we'll find material on uh, on Stuart Saves the Family, because that's... I have no idea what Stuart Saves the Family is going to be. <laughs> uh, I, you know, we knew what its path was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do not know the comedic stylings of Al Franken. I I remember I remember the Stuart Smalley sketches, so I'll I'll be able to fill you in a little bit if you if you want, unless you just want to go into it completely cold. Um, that's up we to you. We can talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's an article from uh, page six dot com saying SNL star Julia Sweeney on what she would change about Pat now. I'm gonna post this here. Uh, oh boy. <sighs> Can't wait to find out what she would change about Pat. Of all her Saturday Night Live tenures, <laughs> roster of impressions and characters, Julia Sweeney says she still gets a lot of. I don't know if I can say the S word because it is sensitive. <laughs> <so. laughs> I'll bleep it out when I edit this. <laughs> is that she still get a lot of S T for one? Uh, no surprise, it's Pat. It's Pat. And there's a description here. Um, but spoken native Sweeney says this is why she's criticized for the character she never intended for Pat to be hurt for. In my mind, I was actually trying to explore how uncomfortable not having a gender was for the people around that person. What? <laughs> what? what are you talking about, Julia? That is pretty offensive. That's that's horrifically offensive. You can't say I didn't intend for Pat to be hurtful, uh, except for all these ways that this is hurtful. I didn't intend for Pat to be harmful, except for making the entire character around the co- uh, the concept that it's uncomfortable for other people when they can't figure out whether a yeah. person is a binary I just want gender. to finally, I think it's finally time to explore how uh, trans people make others feel. I think that's the, that's the real issue here. Yeah, not enough people are wondering how trans people make cis people feel. Sweeney61 says she actually loved Pat, despite the character's boom and bust turn into spotlight. But she does consider that if she could do it over there's one thing she would change. There's one thing she would change about Pat. Listeners, I want you to guess in your mind what she's going to say here. <laughs> You're not going to guess. You're not going to get it right, but I want you to try, because this is demented. Alright, let's leave let's leave a little pause in here for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh say say it out loud uh now. Three, two, one. That's right, she wouldn't make Pat unattractive. In 2022, we would get sexy Pat. Sexy Pat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sexy Pat. I'm... (laughs) I hope you heard that. Sexy Pat 2022. We're bringing sexy Pat. We're bringing (laughs) sexy Pat. I'm too sexy for my pet. I'm too sexy for my pet. Too sexy for my pet. 
So sexy it's Pat. So sexy it's Pat. I'm gonna fucking murder something. This is insane. I wouldn't make Pat unattractive. That's the biggest problem with Pat. That's the thing that I've been thinking about the most. Yeah, it just... Of all the things that could be improved about Pat. I mean, this is always my one complaint. You know, when I rate yeah. a movie like Cast Iron Letterbox, it's just because I couldn't jack off to it. So Yeah, I need to be able to jerk my hog to Pat. Mm. And I couldn't do that as it is. <laughs> Something's gotta change here. This high water's kind of busting it down sexual style, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. This high water's kind of busting it down. <laughs> that little western shirt. That little western shirt busting it down. I, I, it's sexual. I honestly felt, like, offended in the name of the state of Texas for uh, <laughs> Pat having a snap, uh, snap button shirt. What's it called? <laughs> Is that what it's called? It, they're called a, it's called a western shirt. Yeah. Opa cowboy style. This is insane. <laughs> this is fucking insane. This is hell. How? I mean, I know it's because this is Julia Sweeney, the creator of Pat the Character, thinking this, but how does your brain go through all of this? It's SNL brain poisoning, right? That Like, you, you look at this entire situation with this horrible character and you go, ah, I know what the problem is. People can't nut to this. <laughs> no one could possibly nut to this. That's what the problem is. That's where we that's where we went wrong. We gotta make Pat busted down sexual style. I don't know how Julia Sweeney could make like Pat more attractive if it was still the same character. Like I don't Yeah. Like and the other thing that is, like, killing me about this is that this, <laughs> like, and this paints such, like, this paints such a complete picture in my mind for how Julia Sweeney's brain works here. Because first, this is immediately after saying, I never meant to make Pat harmful. I just wanted to see how uncomfortable it makes people when they don't know what a, what gender a person is. Um, and then immediately saying, I'd make him hot. That's what I'd change. Like, uh, just the one-two punch on either side of my jaw of just missing the point. It's insane. It's fucking incredible. He's from another- Why one. is Weenie? <laughs> why is Ween in this movie? Why is why is Ween relevant to the plot of this movie? Ween is in this movie like a fair lot. And why is Ween like, in this fucking movie? They say we're Gene Ween and Dean Ween, and then Pat is like, "Sucks that you're stuck with that name." <laughs> yeah. Um. And then they get like Pat to play. On their show. Yeah, the Why tuba. they... Yes. Why they <laughs> sing pork roll egg and cheese. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the one... I mean, it's probably still the worst movie we've watched for this show. Let's not kill ourselves. <laughs> but I had like a brief moment where I was like, 
I'm kind of enjoying this as Pat, if if Pat wasn't here, like for the like for the for the win concert scene, like I might, but 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 I I I'm realizing now that what I want to see is just like a win live performance. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I wish I was watching a win concert instead of this. <laughs> this is fine if Pat wasn't here. Well, sure. Yeah. Just... It's it's why are they here? What are they doing? Why did they say yes to this? I mean, I I think probably because they weren't like asked to do a lot of movies. Like I don't think Ween was that big in 1990 whatever year this movie came out. 1994. Like, this is yeah, I looked this, this up to... at the end of last episode, right? Like yeah. this was just as chocolate and cheese came out but like before the mollusk like before you yeah know. i'm not sure how big chocolate and cheese hit but uh they're playing like early songs in the live shows but i also don't like i wouldn't have like there, there's nothing about julia sweeney that screams like someone who was into ween when like before it was cool to be into ween you know like i don't think julia sweeney doesn't have like that sort of cred like i don't know it's so fucking it's baffling it's one of the most baffling things i've seen in a movie that we've watched on this podcast it's it's was like one like okay i think i i have a guess because the director of this movie the guy okay. named Adam Bernstein, okay. uh, who, besides directing a bunch of uh, television episodes, he also... Okay, here's... I got the explanation. There's okay. the canonical explanation. He directed a bunch of music videos, including some heavy hitters. He, di- he directed The Love Shack by the B-52s. Okay. Um, American Music by Violent Femmes. Um, okay. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. And Push the Little <laughs> Daisies by Ween. There so we there go. There have it. There we go. Okay, it's good to have at least one answer. Thank God. I can rest yeah, the rest of my life. Like, can... Oh my God. It might have been even like on a music video shoot or whatever. Hey, do you guys want to be in this movie? Oh yeah, this is also the... Yeah, of course. Yeah, Push the Little Days is the song that like made them famous because it wasn't yep. BBC and Butthead. Yep, yep, yep. So. I watched that. I watched that video the other day. <laughs> it's it's not even the best song on that album, but it is pretty good. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking okay. Figured it out. I'm glad we figured it out. I'm glad yeah. we figured it out. But At this wasn't the thing. this wasn't the song that Pat was on, right? Like, which was the? No, that was a completely different band. Um, and I was gonna look that up. Let me hold on. Uh. Uh. So the 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 band was Ugly Kid Joe. Mm-hmm. And the song was Neighbor, which I actually remembered from a million years ago. This is insane. Um, when I was, like, 13, me and my best friend had, like, this one 
Oh yeah, if you Google it, was like a compli- the thumbnail is Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had this like compilation album, uh, and that song was on it, and uh, we like the that fucking album, that fucking compilation album had like a million things on it. And we just like went through that CD for years and years and years. Um, so I, I very vividly remember that song, but I hadn't seen the video ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Um. Why is Pat in this? I need to. That's what I need to find out next. Um. Why? 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 Um. Here's an article from 1992. One of the funniest running characters of the last two seasons is Pat, Sweeney's Pat, a homely hermaphrodite with a blob-like, sexually ambiguous physique attired in Clark Kent glasses, a powder blue cowboy shirt, and a droopy pair of beige chinos. The central riff of the Pat skits involves other characters subtly, and sometimes not so subtly, trying to determine Pat's gender. Hilarious. Um. Why? Okay. Okay. Oh, this is fucking crazy. Sweeney's gotten a lot of mileage out of Pat. Her voice appears on the new disc by California mall metal Bratz Ugly Kid Joe. Okay. Sweeney herself appears in character in the band's video for Neighbor, which currently can be seen on MTV. My husband's cousin is a friend of the band, she explained. Okay. Great. I see. Oh my god! Pat was Pat was included in Esquire magazine's recent Women We Love issue, a distinction shared by, by only one other fictional female. Guess who this is? This is from 1992. I have no idea. Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. (laughs) 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 You look like you got shot. The mystery of who killed Pat and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> what if David Lynch had directed this movie? <laughs> Would be better. Probably. No, I just Oh want... my god. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Ugly Kid Joe. I don't fucking know. Well, if these days it would have to be Sexy Kid Joe. It would be. It would have to be sexy kid Joe, if we're going sexy Pat mode. <laughs> <sighs> it's Pat. It's Pat. It sure is Pat. She says, um, "This is from uh, from an article in the New York Times." Great. Um, which uh, reports on. Uh, Julia Sweeney having a one-woman show now, where she talks about uh, how she has to, uh, how she showed her uh, teenage daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Pat, her daughter says, I don't know, mom, it really feels like that character is just about making fun of someone where you can't tell if it's a man or a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, um, yeah, they uh, they talk to the fuck is the point of this article uh is it i think like a non-binary person says here that yeah uh this is a, a lesbian person who says uh, she always got caught pat because she looked like pat great uh, and she says that sucked because it was never a compliment it was aggressive it was bigotry 
and uh, the, I just wanted to okay yeah and there's the, there's a quote here from uh, from Julia Sweeney who uh, says like in this one woman show she says uh, Sweeney is well aware of Pat's complicated legacy the pain of the character represents to many people as she asks herself in her one woman show my god what did I do was I the L. Jolson of androgyny <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> More sincerely, oh Sweeney said in a recent interview that she took this criticism seriously and empathized with everyone who was insulted in this way. As a person, of course, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, she said. But, she added, as an artist, I don't want to never hurt anyone's feelings. The Al Jolson of androgyny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that character to make anyone feel bad. On the other hand, I created... You can't say you didn't do Pat to make people feel bad when you create, like, the most obnoxious character in the world who also happens to, like... Whatever. On the other hand, I created a character and the people happen to look like that character. I'm not responsible if they take it negatively either, so that's a complicated situation. But then in the uh, but then you also say that you didn't make Pat hot enough, so I don't know. It is your oh responsibility, okay. bitch! You created her! <laughs> Here we fucking go. Oh boy. But Sweeney felt she could not pull off the character if she... Okay, so this is just a description of, uh, you know, of uh, the, the thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she said she could not put off, pull off the character if she played Pat as a man. So she made mm-hmm. Pat androgynous in appearance, obvious, oblivious to other people's uncertainty about Pat. And here's a quote. Pat doesn't know that Pat comes off in an androgynous way. Here we go. Sweeney said, Pat is actually very sexual. Okay. We just don't know if Pat's a man or a woman because of how Pat presents Pat's self. That was the biggest laugh. The androgynous jokes were easy. As soon as another character has an agenda, the jokes come quickly. Um... Great. And then it says, Pat was one of the several characters that Sweeney performed in in her SNL audition, and one she did not expect to catch on after she was hired there in 1990. I thought I was going to do it once and be done. I didn't know it was going to become this thing that people identified with. Uh, But as Pat grew increasingly increasingly popular on SNL, Sweeney said the ways in which the character was being used to demean other people, what she called the icky part of the role, became clearer to her. You're playing this character as like an outwardly disgusting, sneezing, gross piece of shit. The fuck are you talking about? During her time at SNL, Sweeney said she was invited to be the Grand Marshal of several gay pride parades, which she interpreted as an endorsement of the character. But <laughs> but at other public appearances where she played Pat, say the opening of a shopping mall in the Midwest, Sweeney said, When I went there, I realized they were laughing at Pat. Oh my god! You create, come on, you can't create a character for Saturday Night Live and then be shocked when people laugh at, at, at a joke character. Oh my fucking god. I love to create a funny comedy character and then be baffled when people are laughing at them. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is happening? I'm gonna kick Lorne Michaels' ass, honestly, <laughs> for letting this get past auditions. The- Oh my god. Sweeney said that she was willing to listen to criticisms of Pat and did not dismiss anyone who felt hurt by the character. I'm always open to me doing something wrong. 
because I have done so many wrong things. Oh, but, but it's not your responsibility if somebody takes it poorly. But she cautioned that even the most innocuous cultural offerings can boomerang in unexpected ways. For example, Sweeney said that her husband, whom she described as tall, thin, super nerdy scientist, was bullied as a child because he looked like the character Poindexter from Felix the Cat. The person who created Poindexter, should they feel bad? She yes! Asked, I'm looking at this Poindexter thing. Okay, that's just as someone who looks like a scientist. Like, you can't say... You can't say... You can't be criticized for a character that is, like, offensive in this very specific way. And be like, but well, people were bullied by being compared to other characters. So, I I guess I'm not the only one who who, who did create a character that people got compared to and being bullied to. Citing unfrozen... I... This just fucking gets worse. She. This was an interview from three years ago, by the way. Like, this oh was... This God. is a, a recent offering. And she just, like, instead of saying, yeah, this was a bad thing I did, she just, like, stumbles over backward into, like, this really weird... This really weird reactions. And, uh... Like, she says, citing unfrozen caveman lawyer, another popular recurring character from her era of SNL, she said, if they were Neanderthals now, working as lawyers, they would be like, people call me caveman lawyer, and I was traumatized by it. Hey! 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 <laughs> if, there were, if there were aliens with, like, long heads, they would be offended by cone heads. Hey! If Neanderthals <laughs> got unfrozen from blocks of ice... <laughs> Uh-huh. And obtained law degrees. If that happened in real life, they would be so mad about cave, cave, unfrozen caveman lawyer. They would be so mad. If cows. So it's actually f- so it's actually fine for me to play pet. If cows made tools in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Julia. This is... Just take this L. (laughs) Just take the fucking L, bitch! It's not that hard! Many people have created... Have done offensive stuff. And moved on. Don't... Don't bring Neanderthals into it! They're dead! They're not coming back! They're not coming back to go to high school and do funny parties with Polly Shore! They're not coming back to be lawyers either! While Sweeney considered it a worthwhile endeavor to look back at past efforts and consider how cultural standards have evolved, she said we should be careful not to reflexively dismiss performers or works that are deemed out of step. In another 30 years, she said, it could be that people will watch movies from now that are the most politically correct. And you know what they will say? I couldn't listen to what the characters are saying because they were eating a hamburger. What the fuck are you talking this- about? This makes no sense. This is deranged. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I would say, like, the person writing this article, David Skoff, who is like a, you know, pretty influential media writer, and does a good job at, like, quoting, like, uh, two other, like, this this lesbian person and the non-binary mm-hmm. person, and they both say, no, this character was fucking offensive to me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, Julia Sweeney! 
What the fuck is wrong with you? Today, Sweeney said, you would not make fun of somebody for it being that way. Adding that the fundamental premise of the sketch would fall apart in a matter of moments. You'd be able to say, what are your pronouns? She explained. And Pat would say, I'm so offended, they're obviously blank and then the joke would be over. I don't think this is true, Julia. Like, I don't think, I don't think you couldn't ask people for, I don't think pronouns are the issue here, right? That's not the fucking problem! That's so far from being the problem! I don't think... Because the central joke of this movie is, right? Like, it's... It's that... They they use this kind of outdated language of talking about the sex of Pat, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that was, like... I don't think that was, like, a thing even in the 90s, right? Like, even by then... I think yeah. as a society, there was a language yeah. to talk about, like, gender issues. Um, yeah. Aside from biological sex. But it's not that they were asking in rude ways. It was that Pat would, like, didn't understand what the issue was. Or, like, I... What fucking ever. The, it's... The, the problem isn't pronouns the problem isn't ending up with a character you can't joke about the problem is that you're creating this character to joke about them in the first place yeah what the fuck is wrong with your brain (laughs) i can't fucking believe this it's bad the neanderthals would be so mad Fuck this movie. God. I can't I can't get over that. That's, That's insane. Whatever. Did you know that this did you know that this movie has has a page on TV tropes? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, good. Uh is there any <laughs> anything of value you can find on it? Probably not. I skimmed it, but it's it's TV tropes. Is there's there's not going to be anything. It's television tropes. Yeah, this movie was fucking bad. I. Oh yeah, we haven't said anything about the fact that uh, when Charles Rocket sends the video of Pat in, and that's why Pat becomes famous in quotes. Uh, he sends it into a show called America's Creepiest People. Isn't that funny? Um, yep. It's great. But you like, know what I feel like, huh? The- It's really just the fact that there's so much about Pat that is, like, actually, like, you know, repulsive. Like, if Pat was real, like, why you would avoid this person. Yeah. Reprehensible human being. The fact that everyone is obsessed with Pat's uh, genital configuration instead of why Pat is such a fucking gremlin... (laughs) yeah why is pat such a fucking creature like why does pat feel entitled to enter their neighbor's houses without knocking and then just staying there why does pat not realize that it's a federal crime to open people's mail when they're working for the post office why is pat like this 
in purely a personality sense. Why is why is Pad? I would call the movie Wise Pad. Because yeah. <laughs> why the fuck is Pat like this? I mean, even and the it, fact that it's called It's Pat, right? It's a, yeah. It's a movie called It's Pat. It's 76 minutes long. It's just a late... It's, it's really, it really is just, like, barely a movie. Like, that's that's why I said I... I cannot, I cannot say if... I mean, it's I, I, it's probably the worst movie watched on this show. Uh, but oh, yeah. uh, if you ask me if I would rather rewatch this or Jury Duty, I would probably rather kill myself to do any of those. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's really hard because, like, you know, Jury Duty had like also had like some really really offensive stuff in it. Oh yeah. Uh, it had, it had like the and that also had like a transphobic bit. Oh yeah, the thing for me for me the difference between this and jury duty is that the entire premise of jury duty wasn't built around transphobia that's true and that's that's what makes the difference i still would rather die than watch either one a second time yeah (laughs) but i think this is like this is i mean this is everything 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 that julia sweeney has said about this movie has made it a million times worse that's true no and and the jury duty could have been done well if it had a different script. But like <laughs> <laughs> if it had a different everything. <laughs> different director. Uh you know, but like the concept of that movie isn't on its own. Like Right. On Savage. With this there is no no possible way for its path to have been good. Mm-mm. In in no reality. No. Even if This one's DOA. Yeah. Even if Julia Sweeney wasn't wasn't Julia like wasn't what we revealed about her reading these yeah. interviews, right? Even even if she wasn't like the most like really clueless person about any of the things she's done. Yeah. Like there's just like with this character, with this concept, like it's just a you know, even if it didn't have the transphobia, it would be fucking bad because Patterson suffering. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I wish. There's an anecdote that Wikipedia quotes here that. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Norm Macdonald said that after he joined the show. Uh, on the night the cast watched the debut uh, of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, uh, Chris Farley said, I gotta tell you a secret about SNL. Secreted me into his room, he locked it, he made sure I wasn't bugged or anything, everything. I was very honored to have this. And then this, and then his secret was, he said, this doesn't go past this walls. Pat is a woman. Okay. So, thanks Chris. Thanks Chris. <laughs> Great. Sweeney herself has not confirmed Pat's sex and denies that Pat is transgender. Okay. This is from another interview, I guess. From another article, I guess. Oh yeah, this is from an interview with Salon.com. <laughs> I see, one of the questions is, I see that Lorne was trying to appeal to more young male viewers. The jokes, frat boys, and scatological and with more homophobic and sexist. Women's voices got lost there for a while, and then we have the women's voice of Julia Sweeney, so that's... That's a great. H- huge W. That's great. I mean, how 
How much can you possibly okay. say about this movie? God, I, one of the questions here is I was uh, I was thinking about the gender ambiguous character Pat, who must have inspired countless academic papers. Queer theory was really hitting its stride around that time, so this is like another reason why this movie was like so outdated already. And she says, yeah, I even went to NYU a couple of times to speak in classes. Would you ever imagine that? No, because it started out as a complete joke. I wasn't trying to uh, make a statement about sexuality or anything. I was really trying to figure out how to make this character. To me, the most interest part of it was that Pat was so oblivious to how other people were reacting to Pat. Um, and then she says, you know, I was based it on this accountant, whatever... I wasn't trying to make a statement about sex, but once it became popular, the people's reaction to Pat was really fascinating. I didn't think it was that interesting that you didn't know if Pat was a man or a woman. That's the whole plot of the movie, though. That's the whole conceit of your making them into somebody that you can't tell if they're a man or a woman. What the fuck are you talking about? (sighs) You're just saying things. (sighs) People uh, felt... Very uncomfortable not knowing. People would ask me to tell them, but I didn't have an answer and I couldn't stand that. I hate this movie. Matt Lauer asked me to come on the Today Show because he loves Pat. I hadn't done Pat in 20 years. I feel like the trans community wouldn't like it. The truth is, to me the joke is that Pat is not transgender. I think on the Wikipedia page it says Pat is transgender and I have to go on there and take that off. But don't know how to. Great but identifies as a man or a woman, but you just don't know which. That's the joke of Pat. It isn't transgender, but I could see for obvious reasons like why people would make it association and it wouldn't be cool to do that. The secret joke of Pat. <laughs> the joke of Pat is that Pat has an ambiguous gender identity, but but Pat is cis, but just doesn't realize that... What? It's so funny! I, I, I don't even... But... It's I, so funny! No, but I understand the joke on, on like, a brain level, right? I understand why people would find the transphobic joke funny. I don't understand how you can make about how this is not, like, actually about trans people, but actually about... Like, it just makes no sense. Who like, is I, the joke on? I want a straight answer, no pun intended, on who... Who... Who is the joke on? The whole thing, none of it works. None of this movie works. Fuck Julia Sweeney. Fuck Pat. Fuck all of the many people who died who were in this movie. (laughs) Fuck Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Fuck Lorne Michaels. (laughs) I almost kind of want to say fuck Ween for agreeing to be in this, but they needed the money. I'll give them that. Yeah. They needed the 62 cents that they would have (laughs) gotten from being in this. Fuck America on today of 9-11 for producing this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that 9-11 happened too late. Like, if 9-11 had happened a decade ago, they might not have made Pat. I wish 9-11 had happened in 1991. Yeah. I wish Julia Sweeney had been in. Yeah. (laughs) Julius Weenie as Pat had been on that plane things would have gone down different Pat would have done (laughs) 9-11 Pat is my 9-11 yeah Pat in my mind Pat did 9-11 Pat
is 9-11. All right. I think we squeezed all material out of its path. Yeah, um, I mean, we the movie was the movie was an hour and 18 minutes long, and this podcast episode is not okay. much longer than that. That's, you know, that's enough. I think. I mean, this is really that's like enough. <laughs> one thing where what seems to become a trend on these SNL movies is they're so paper thin. Yeah, like they're really barely a movie. Yeah, I know. I know. I keep saying this, but, but it's it's really it's true. just it's nothing. I just can't get over like how much like Pat is so obviously like a sketch character and having them like be in this. Like, I don't know, it's just on on the medium of film, right? Like, yeah. when someone is very obviously, like, dressed up and like you know, has the makeup and has the wig of a sketch comedy show character, and mm-hmm. just, like, putting that, like, in this movie context doesn't fucking work. Oh, one thing I wanted to, I wanted to shame some people for is that... Um, Pat was nominated. It's Pat was nominated in a bunch of categories for the Raspberry Awards that year, um, for including worst movie, worst uh, lead actress for Julia Sweeney, um, worst directing, worst whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this is for for the reses, right? It lost yeah. all of these to <laughs> Showgirls. Yep. Like it's just always like astonishing, like how much the reses don't get it yeah to showgirls this <laughs> you can't tell me showgirls is worse than it's bad i fucking defy you to look me in the eyes after watching this and showgirls and tell me that this is this is better than showgirls i fucking dare you say that to me say that to my face in all honesty so anyway, like the director, of this, the director did like the director of this movie weirdly like got away from this like pretty much unscathed. Like he directed a bunch of episodes of Scrubs, Thirty Rock, Breaking Bad, uh, Shameless. Uh, he directed episodes of Fargo. Breaking Bad. Yes. What the fuck? Better Call Saul. Oh my god. Uh, Orange is the New Black. Just like this guy, just like. Worked on, like, every TV show, like, every prestige TV show after this. This is... I can't fucking believe this. Because I think, like, every every blame for its pet went on Julia Sweeney and, uh, and I guess, Lorne Michaels. Uh, so, it's like, nobody even looked at who the director was. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Sicko and Ebert. Um, this has been Sicko and Ebert. Next week we we're watching Stuart Saves words. His Family. Um, I better not ever meet Julia Sweeney in person. Um, show this movie to me. Try it. Try showing this fucking movie to me again. If you dare... I'm not gonna say what I'll do. I, <laughs> I dare you to show me this movie again. Yep. And I'm saying that a week before we watch Stewart Saves His Family, starring disgraced United States Senator <laughs> and known sex pest Al Franken. We're gonna be watching Al Franken and 
feel like it's a breath of fresh air. Can't wait. I can't wait. Can't for, wait. Uh... Al Franken took the L. He took the L better than Julia <laughs> Sweeney did. I mean, who do you? Let me let me ask this this way. Ask you this way. Um, who, if you were to meet Julia Sweeney or Yahoo Serious, mm-hmm. which which one of these would be like? Would 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 get more criminal charges after? <laughs> if you met them in Minecraft, because <laughs> <laughs> I I think I I think I might hate Julia Sweeney more than Yahoo. It's Julia Sweeney. I do. I do. After all of the shit she said to me, to my face. Yahoo She's not getting away least, from this one. You know, while, while Yahoo Serious is like really bad at comedy and understanding what is funny. Um I I genuinely don't know how Julia Sweeney ended up in comedy. Like even less so than Yahoo Serious. Yeah. Like at least even though Yahoo Serious like outside of you on, you know, how to make movies and comedies is bad. Yeah. At least it is a point of view. Like, at least at least I get an idea of who Yahoo Serious is. Julius... Yeah, I know what he stands for. Like, I don't necessarily agree yeah. with it. I know Julius what he's S- trying to Sweeney do. Sweeney just stands for nothing. Like, she's she, she doesn't even stand for, like, making transphobic comedy because she doesn't even understand that she's doing that i know no she's not coming away from this one if i meet her in minecraft like i'm just, uh, goodbye <laughs> sorry to your family <laughs> fucking it's pat this is the f- the first like the first female sicko we've had and is already the worst one so it's Sicko incredible. and Eva cancelled for sexism now. Women on top. We, we hate women on this show. <laughs> we hate women on this show. <laughs> <laughs> alright, let's wrap fuck, this up. Fuck this movie. Yeah, alright. Yeah. See you next week. We're talking about Al Franken. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Happy 9-11. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs>